All right, here we go. Great. Hey there, I'm Nick. I'm in my 20s trying to figure out life and what faith has to do with it. I've got a lot of questions, probably very similar to the ones you've got. But here's the thing. I'm looking for a better answer, and it's difficult to find someone who can help. So I'm bringing on Kyle, a mentor of mine, who's going to help me find a better answer. What if we started the, the podcast like this? Like, hello, better, how you doing? Hey. Welcome back to A Better Answer. Uh, we got new microphones. I'm here with Kyle Ransom. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome back to A Better Answer. I'm here with Mr. Wow, you gave me a Mr.? Uh, do you need something else? Uh, just, that feels very respectful. Kyle. I'm not used to oh, that from you. Sorry. Here, I'm here with Kyle. Better. <laughs> <laughs> I like that way more. Is it is Kyle short for... Kyleson? Uh, Kyleson. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle is short for nothing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. Kyle is short for nothing. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. That's... Anyway. My name is nothing. Is that what, is that what you're trying to... <laughs> no, I was, I was pausing at the short <laughs> Nick, part. Nick has this mischievous look <laughs> in his eyes. Like he's I'm he's feeling, like, ha I'm insulting <laughs> you. You don't know. <laughs> I, uh, I am feeling mischievous. I was trying to pause after I said short. And then oh. keep going. One time, <clears throat> this is a funny story. I think yeah. people would appreciate. One time, uh, Brian Tome walked up to you and I, uh-huh. and he was—I don't know what he was saying. He was like, "No, you walked up to me, and you're like, uh, little Nick. I don't know what got into you to say that to me that day. <laughs> like, it's little Nick, and just like, <laughs> it was, you've never called me that before or after." <laughs> And Brian walked up and he's like, you can't call him little. He's bigger than you. <laughs> and then you like, you like pulled up your sleeve. You're like, oh no, but by muscle mass. <laughs> and Are I you mean, sure this happened in real oh, life? hundred percent. I don't remember this at all. I definitely remember this. Um, <laughs> and it was just like, just like, that's never happened again. <clears throat> would you like it to? Yeah, I would. Yeah, let's do that again. Okay. Just yeah, we'll, 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 we'll try to make that happen for next you. Next time we see Brian. Yeah. Just like shout at me. It's little Nick. Little Nick. And uh, show him your muscles again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kyle did agree. You had bigger muscles than me because you do. And hey, you know, like I got I got taller and you got muscles. So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. We, we Everybody gets a little something and you don't get to pick. You get whatever you get. <coughs> that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's so okay. that's a, hey, that's a great story to start with. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think of our new podcast logo yeah is it is, can you call it a logo it's just a picture of us now <laughs> it is it is just a picture of us so i hope you guys like it we're trying to be relatable well and also findable because i've had people findable. like oh i heard you had a podcast and i went on the crossroads app and i couldn't find it like what do you mean you couldn't <laughs> find it and let me cl- show it to me like i didn't know that was and i'll i'll clarify by relatable i don't mean like we're like how do we be super relatable blah blah just like this is us here we are. Yeah. That's really it. That's, yeah. There was actually, uh, if I could extend the story a little bit, <clears throat> or another story. Uh, we had that photo taken. Because, uh-huh. like, I want people to, like, see us. They can, like, you right. know, it's us. And they, the the photos were heavily edited. Were it's they? like, different iterations. And I was like, can we, can we, just, <laughs> can we just do the photo? <laughs> and we found out people liked it better. It's like, yeah. I mean, Did they make you stronger and me taller? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Maybe we should put those up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. Uh, what are we talking about? I already told you what we're talking about. I don't remember. You said 
you want to talk about how do you know if God's actually speaking yes. to you? <clears throat> we got a question emailed to us, and it's been a while. Sorry, guys. With, to you who, who, have, who, who emailed us, we are now going to talk about it. <laughs> so here we go. How do you know when you hear from God that it is God? So we're not talking about how do you hear from God. I don't. We may have done that. I'll look it up in a bit. But then when yeah. you hear something, how do you know that it is God? And actually, this is a great combo with yeah. us talking about lies <clears throat> recently uh-huh. because you hear a lot of things. Yeah. You hear from your friends. You hear from your own mind. <clears throat> you hear messages from advertising uh, culture, which I would call the world. Uh-huh. Um, you hear, <clears throat> I don't know, just random things. So like, how do you know? When it's actually God. Yeah, this is a really important question because you're supposed to be following him. So it's really helpful to know what his voice sounds like, which Jesus Jesus actually talks about that in John 10. He says, the sheep know the voice of the shepherd, mm. basically. That's a paraphrase of John 10. I'm not going to read the whole thing. We don't have time for that right now. But you yeah. can go back and read it. There's this relationship between us and him in which we know what he sounds like. And for most of my early Christian life, I'll say that I thought that talking to God was a one-way conversation. I prayed and yeah. I said stuff, and then now it's kind of it. Yep. And if I wanted to know what God said, I could read the words in the Bible. Yeah. And <clears throat> I would say there is a there's a, a <clears throat> beginning of truth there for sure. The place that's the most reliable for the words of God is the Bible. And so if we're talking just generally, how do you know what God <clears throat> wants to say to you? A lot of times I will say to people like, uh, have you picked up the Bible? Like there's mm. a lot of words in there <clears throat> right. from God to you. So don't want to discount that at all. Massive. But this episode, we want to talk about something a little bit different. And I would say this is more like when you feel like a discontent in you, mm. like a moment of, oh, man, I'm not <clears throat> sure that what I'm doing is right. Or I, there might be something I need to change. Yeah, like that's not that wasn't quite right, or that's not quite right. Yes, exactly. That yeah. wasn't quite right, <clears throat> or that's not quite right. The yeah. thing that's ongoing in my life. Um, what What do you do about it, and how do you know if it's a if it's a prompt from God? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the biggest the biggest point I would say is that the the prompt will sound like it's coming from a father. Okay. And not just any father, because some of us have had earthly fathers who were abusive or, or horrible or awful or weren't really for us, or they ignored us. Okay. Um, it's not It's not that it sounds like your earthly father. It's that it sounds like a father who loves you. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, we have to talk about what that means. <laughs> right. Because I, I want to talk about a partic- particular kind of thing a father who loves you might say to you. Yeah. And we have to talk about the spectrum of what do you say to somebody who you love? Yeah. And the spectrum goes from encouragement and affirmation. Yeah. Man, you're so great. Oh my gosh. Just the way that you're able to X, Y, and Z is just amazing. So there's Mm -hmm. uh, there's an Mm -hmm. affirmation or, man, Nick, you can do it. I believe in you. I think you've got what it takes and you are good. And there's there's that side. (laughs) Okay. Father will say say those things. And I'll say those things to my kids. Okay. Uh, all, all the time. I just took them as an as an example. Did this the other night. I, I got this exercise from Paula Rakestra, who works with me on the experience team at Crossroads. Mm-hmm. Who her and her husband Darren have raised amazing kids. So whenever you find somebody who's got adult kids who are awesome, yeah, just ask them questions about what they they do, and then whatever it is, just 
do that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she 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 was talking um, in our team prayer about an exercise that they used to do with their kids when they were smaller. They'd read them through Psalm 139. And in verse 14, if you don't know Psalm 139, it's this amazing affirmation about how much God knows us and yeah, yeah. loves us. <clears throat> and then in Psalm 139, it hits this culmination where it says, uh, I am, it's like in the first person declarative about who I am based on what God says. So the writer of the Psalm says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm. And we, so I, I, we read this through as a family the other night, had my kids just each read it. And then it's like, what do you think that means? And yeah. they're all like, it means that God loves us. It means that God takes care of us. And yeah. I was like, hey, worry about the part about fearfully and wonderfully made. What does that mean? And they were mm-hmm. all like, oh, mm-hmm. it means that we're like fearfully is like bad. So like we're bad and good. Yeah. Like we got sin and not sin. And I was like, well, let's look at what the word fearfully actually means. And when you yeah. take it back to the Hebrew, it means more like in awe <clears throat> of that sort of a fear. It's like a okay. reverence. Yeah. So really... A better translation might be, we are awesomely yeah. and wonderfully made. And so the exercise Paula would do is have her kids you know, get to that point and then say, okay, so what's one thing mm. about how God made you that you think is awesome or wonderful? Mm. Yeah. And so we did that with our kids <clears throat> to build, really just to build correct, positive self-esteem. Yeah. So it was like, oh, I love that God gave me a creative mind. Yeah. I love that God right. made gave me this ability or this, <clears throat> yeah. And so it was, it was really really cool. And I'd say that's that's definitely in the spectrum of fatherhood. That's I a that, good, I do that with my kids. That's a great uh, practice for sure. I had somebody in college when I lived in Buffalo, New York. Yeah, I was in this community group thing, and he walked us through that a little bit. He was like, "Hey, instead of because you know self esteem is <clears throat> definitely a thing that people struggle with." Yeah, and something he said was. The next time you think of something that you don't like about yourself, but something that is actually who you are, yeah. instead of beating yourself up about it, what if you thanked God for that? So there are two things like, <laughs> the first will be funny, but I, I didn't I didn't like at the time how curly my hair was. <laughs> it gets super fluffy and frustrating. So I thanked God for that. And then the second thing is like, I hated how gentle my voice sounds. Huh. And I still struggle with that because like- yeah. The other part of me is like, I want a loud, booming voice that like yeah. controls a room. And there's a whole lot loaded in that that we could unpack. But I thank God for it because that's who that's how he made me. Yeah. And, you know, since then I've seen how <clears throat> he gave me that for specific reasons to speak to people and reach people. But I 100% love that. That's great. If you have a, if that's, I didn't know that there was a thing with your voice. I have an encouraging verse for you later. Yeah. That okay. we're going to get to in great. this episode. Yeah. It's going to be good. So a father does stuff like that, right? You want to you want to encourage, you want to mm-hmm. affirm, and you want to mm-hmm. lead to the not just self-esteem, but like God's <coughs> esteem of you and agree with it. I yeah. think the world has a self-esteem that's like a bastardization of that. Mm-hmm. That's absent what God says. Yeah. For me, I think me agreeing with God's esteem of me is so much more powerful than the self-esteem because yes. Yes. I <clears throat> I have like a proof point that's inviolatable that it, that goes beyond what I just think. It's yeah. what he actually thinks. And so I just want to agree with it. Yeah. Okay. But the other side of being a father is I would argue um, if, if my kids were doing something that was harmful to them and the people around them mm-hmm. and I didn't let them know about it because I didn't want to upset them. Yeah. Would that be loving? No. Why not? 
why wouldn't it be loving to for a father to because say something? Because if I say it, it might <clears throat> cause them like it, they might feel stress or they yes. might be tempted to feel bad about themselves or So it wouldn't be loving because I if as a father, I wouldn't want my son or daughter to remain in the thing that is hurting them. Right. Right? Yeah. And like I mean that literally. Like I think we make that spiritual and go, "Ooh, I don't people shouldn't do that." Like that's not we need to accept all yeah. things, everything. Um, but on a literal level, if you were hurting yourself or you saw somebody hurting themselves, you want to help. Yeah. yeah. I think that's <clears throat> what a loving person does. And that's what you'd want to do as a father. And so then the question, next question becomes, okay, imagine you had a dad who knew everything about you. Yeah. And imagine he knew some of the things you were doing were destructive to yourself and people around you. Mm-hmm. Would you want <clears throat> that dad to tell you about them? I would. What if him telling you causes you to be upset. Would you still want him to tell you? So, uh, I mean, I, I now do. Yeah. There's probably, there was a time where it's like, Hey, don't, don't, (laughs) don't poke me like that. Yeah. I don't want to (laughs) know. Yeah. Don't, I'm good. You know, I'm, my life's fine. Don't, please don't do that. So there was a time and I think learning who God is, like as we're talking about, listening and what he is what does he sound like is part of part part of that is knowing his character yeah um knowing who he is i can trust him mm-hmm. and so now i am all in for him correcting me and poking me uh but i wouldn't say i was always there yeah yeah i think it takes a while to get there you have to build trust yeah <clears throat> with uh particularly with with god go like okay yeah. and a lot of us start in the, the connotations of god is like the angry not like father, but almost, I don't know, angry dictator in heaven who's just going to get mad at you. Yeah. And so a lot of times the way that we, that we first receive the gospel is like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, he loves me. Mm-hmm. How great is that? Go, mm-hmm. Man, it's so great. Yeah. But in this episode, I want to underline part of him loving you is that he will correct you. Yeah. He will. Warning, at some point, if you don't hear his corrections, he will stop. Mm. Not, <clears throat> not because he doesn't love you, but because it's not working. Mm-hmm. You're not being a receptive heart. You have mm. what's, what scripture would call a hard heart. Mm. <clears throat> and there's lots of warnings throughout the whole Bible about, man, a hard-hearted person, God will eventually just go, okay, mm. I'll give you what you want. You don't want to change? You don't want my advice? Great. That's tough. I'll stop bothering you with it. Yeah. If, and, go ahead. And that's, that's a... For me, that's a, a reason where I, why I want to lean in and learn to hear what his corrections sound like. If uh, <clears throat> if I'm if I'm with someone in that place, yeah, and I'm listening right now, and you know, with the not sure about God's character, maybe you've had a uh, poor example of an earthly father. Yeah, if I put that aside and I choose in this moment, like, okay, maybe God is a good father. What would it look like for me to repent by re- repent turn? turn towards God, what would, how would I do that? Honestly, I would just start by telling God directly, hey, you're allowed to correct me. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to point out things in my life that you want to change, and I want to hear <clears throat> them and, and change them. Yeah. I want to I follow. Okay. That's, that's the great starting spot. Okay. Just give God permission to. Yeah. Just invite him into it because it's a relationship, yeah. and, and that's, that, that's super meaningful. Yeah. Um, let me read you some verses just to get us get us into it a little further and what, what does scripture say? Proverbs 3, 11 to 12. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke. 
because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father, the son he delights in. What that means is if you feel any sense of correction, and again, I'm talking about that mm-hmm. feeling that's like, oh, this might be off. <coughs> Ooh, I might want to change it. Ooh, I'm not sure I want to though. Yeah. Th- that kind of situation, if you feel that and it's from God, it's a sign that he loves you, not a sign that he doesn't approve of you, hmm. not a sign that he's angry at you, not a sign that he's about to give up on you, a sign that he loves you because the Lord disciplines those he loves. See, now that's hard. <laughs> yeah. I, I, still, I still get into that mindset of like getting corrected and then feeling like I have to prove something to God. Yeah. Like I'm not enough. Yeah. That's difficult. Because you want to be like, well, but I am. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, but Psalm 139, he knows everything about you and he knows right. you have outages. And guess what? He loves you anyway. Yeah. So it's he's, he, God's, God's the one being in the universe <clears throat> who fully, completely knows you and fully, completely loves you anyway. Man, so so much. you don't have to buck up and do the thing that you do with other people. Like, no, 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 let me prove to you. Yeah. I'm better than <clears throat> you think. You actually don't have to do that. Yeah. So much comes back to just simply believing the gospel. Yeah. And believing it on a deeper level. Totally. Like I've been I've been on that journey. <clears throat> like I believed like I believe in Jesus, right? Yeah. There are people listening who believe in Jesus. Maybe you don't, and that's totally okay. Um but and then this past, I don't know, two months ago, like I did something like just a, a some sort of thing against God and I realized in my head I was like, Okay, I need to feel bad for like forty eight hours. Mm. And then I will be okay. Penance. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, wait, that's literally the, like Jesus literally got punished and got hurt and died on the cross so that I wouldn't be punished. And here I am giving myself a like this 48 hour punishment thing to feel better. I was like, man, that's not the gospel. (laughs) No, it's not. It's not. But as, I mean, as a broken father, you know, again, to like, where do I need God's correction in my life? I'm sure as a dad, I do. Mm-hmm. Because it's my first time doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and I bet I have stuff to learn, but there's stuff I'm doing wrong. One yeah. of those is, is absolutely that. When I discipline my kids, I, there's like something in my base broken nature that's like, you know what I want for you? To feel bad. <laughs> and so I'm just going to keep telling you about yeah. how, how, how the thing you did is so wrong until mm. I can look <clears throat> in your eye and see that you feel bad. Yeah. And I'll do this and I'm like, but okay, but you don't understand, son. What you did so disrespected your mom and so yeah. it was just, it was not great. And they'll yeah. be like, I'm sorry, dad. I'm like, okay, but yeah. But yeah. I'm still not saying, uh, well, <laughs> you need to know. And, yeah. and I'll catch myself like, well, crap, what am I doing? Why yeah. am I? Right. You know, right. I, I, I literally pray through the Lord's prayer every morning. And part of it is, um, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. <clears> and I'll, I'll pray that and I'll say, Lord, I want, I, to me, that means make me, I think it means what it says. Yep. 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 You're inviting God, forgive me right. as I forgive people. <clears throat> Whoa, wait, that's scary. Yeah. But if but my prayer afterwards is God make me as excited and quick to forgive as you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and then I'll find myself in these moments with my kids, like, dang it, I'm not excited and quick to forgive. Yeah, like I wanted to <clears throat> just bang your head into the thing, the fact that you made a mistake. <laughs> right. And there's something of like, you know, if you don't realize truly that what you did was 
mm-hmm. destructive, mm-hmm. then you're more likely to do it again. So there's going to be a good motivation there. Right. Um, but that's not, that doesn't tend to be how God, how God talks. Right. Um, let, me, let me double down on this verse I read from, from Proverbs because okay. Hebrews actually brings up the same verse and expands on it. So this is a longer section, but I want to read you the whole thing. Hebrews 12, 5 through 13. The writer says, Have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son? So he's, he's going, this is encouraging. Mm-hmm. Listen to this. Mm-hmm. It says, here's a Proverbs verse. My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline. Mm. Do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines the one he loves and he mm. chastens everyone mm. he accepts as his son. Everyone. Everyone, everyone, everyone keeps going. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? If you're not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, Hmm. then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. Wow. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it. How much more... I mean, like, they yeah. didn't probably do it right, though. How much more should we submit to the Father of Spirits and live? Yeah. They disciplined us for a little while, as they thought <clears throat> best, but God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems pl- pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of mm. righteousness and okay. peace okay. for those who've been trained for it. <clears throat> Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Make level paths for your feet so the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. So the writer's like, this is the best news ever. It's so encouraging. God's going to discipline us. How great is that? Not for to cause us pain, although it'll be painful, but to produce righteousness and peace in us yeah. and healing. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It, it that's the motive something. of God. Yeah. So then... We have a little time left. Can I tell you what it sounds like? Oh, yeah. That, well, okay. So that was my question. My question <laughs> is, what does it sound like and what yeah. do you do with it? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to take you back to 1 Kings 19. So crazy <clears throat> situation has happened. Elijah the prophet okay. has come against the prophets of Baal as led by uh, Jezebel, who was a wicked queen. Okay. Okay. Yep. That's that's the setting. And they've had this big battle and then Elijah runs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he goes into a cave. Oh, yep. I know. And then it reading. says the word of the Lord came to him. Yeah. Okay. Now here's here's the story. This is verse 11. Um God says to Elijah, "Go out, stand on the mountain before the Lord." And behold, the Lord passed by. And a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. Hmm. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. Hmm. So it was when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. Suddenly a voice came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? Hmm. And then there's this conversation back and forth between God and Elijah. And it's this corrective moment in his life. And I think the thing to zoom in on is in verse 12, after the fire, a still, small voice. The voice of God is not 
not in your life likely to be the big booming command of the room voice. Hmm. It's the voice of a, a father who's not shouting, who's not, he doesn't, he doesn't discipline his kids like I do. What are you doing? <laughs> He's like, yeah. hey, hey, come here. I need to tell you something. Hey, that, that's not good for you. Hmm. Hey, there's, there's better for you. Right. But you're going to have to stop or yep. you're going to have to start. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the voice of God. The voice of the Father correcting you will s- sound like a still, small yeah. voice. <clears throat> and my, my encouragement, plea to you, mm-hmm. is listen when it sounds that way. Yeah. Don't go, well, I've always assumed if God really wanted to change something, I mean, he would like smack me in the side of the head. Right. Like, really? Do you want to wait for that? <laughs> when, <laughs> no. Why would you do that? Right. Start when it's still and small. Okay. So then... And I hear that, and I hear how that uh, speaks to what I shared earlier. Yeah, that is, and it, yeah, I've been shared with that before. It's it's weird how quickly I can forget. Yeah, um, and compare, you know, to the world and stuff like that. Right. So then, when we hear that small voice, we follow it. If we know it's God, right? We've determined. Mm. No, no. Uh-uh. Okay, tell me, <laughs> tell me <laughs> more. <said> what? <laughs> One of the mistakes people make is I wait until I know it's God. Good luck. <laughs> That's as smart as waiting to give your life to Jesus until you know beyond a shadow of doubt that he right. was real. <clears throat> That's right. not what faith is. Faith yeah. isn't certainty. Yeah. Faith is, I think, and so I'm going to place a bet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to act as if this is true. That's, that's what faith is. Not certainty. So you're going to have to have a moment of faith where you go, okay, I can ignore this mm-hmm. or I can go, dad, I think that's you. Right. Father in heaven, I think, right. I think that's you. Right. So <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and do it. And if I'm wrong, stop me. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but my heart is to follow you. Right. No good right, father right, right. goes, oh man, you thought that was me. Right. And so you did the thing that you thought I wanted you to do. No right. good father hears that and goes, well, that wasn't me. Right. And you suck. I hate you. <laughs> you're like, oh my gosh. Right. You know, like if my kids, if I came home one day and my grass was mowed. Yeah. And my kids are like, well, yeah, I thought you wanted me to mow the grass. I wouldn't be like, I didn't want you to do that. You yeah. dummy. Right. I'd be like, oh my gosh. Right. That's so, am- I, wow. Yeah. So that's the, you, you lean in mm-hmm. and you just <clears throat> go with it. For sure. Before you're certain, before you know. That's great. And if you what you hear goes against the Bible, you know it's not God. Yeah, that's the one caveat to yeah. make. <laughs> if it's like, I don't know, God's telling me to murder my next door neighbor. Like, that, uh, no, nope, he's yep, not. 100%. He's definitely not. And that's where it's important, like, to continue to get into the Word. Yeah, and, and I think more. we've hit that maybe in, a, yeah. in other episodes. But for sure. For sure, yeah. If, if you know, there's a, there's a whole thing. We talk about listening <clears throat> to God's voice. Yeah. There's a role that community plays. Absolutely. There's a role that scripture plays. And right. so there's for sure got to be some like, there's some, there's some checks and balances. I have a, I get real squirrely when I meet people. And I do sometimes who talk to me about God talking to them mm-hmm. and their whole hearing from God construct is this individual God talks to me. Mm. I talk to God and no one else participates. Mm. Yeah. But that's not in the Bible either. Yeah. There is a communal aspect and there's a scripture aspect to yeah. every conversation. <clears throat> awesome. Yeah. All right. So what are we leaving with? To listen to God? I would say where in your life 
Is there a still small a voice yep. that's just telling you to start doing something or stop doing something Yeah, that you, necess- you don't necessarily want to stop doing yep. or want to start doing? Yeah. And whatever that thing is, do it. Act on it. Awesome. All right. Hey, if, uh, if you like how much I clear my throat, give us a five-star review. Yeah. <laughs> love yeah, you guys. Or mail us some, some cough drops for Nick. <laughs> Please. Okay. Cool. All right. Love you guys. See you next week. Bye.